This is episode two of the Crafted Quill podcast. Creative roadblocks and the lame excuses that steal your joy. A.K.A. the writing buzzkill. We're going to revamp this podcast a little differently than we said originally. We're not going to talk about just books, authors that wrote them, and everything in between. That was what our simple little minds concocted before we brainstormed and came up with a better idea. That happens sometimes when you try to control things and not let creative geniuses take the lead. <laughs> Anyways, um, we all find good things, and especially online and anymore on YouTube, um, we have this creative stroke of genius, and it kind of gets back to our other podcast we did uh, a week or so ago. It revolved around a guest book, but... In doing the research from that said guest book, which stemmed to a book idea, we found some really cool um, vloggers, is what the kids all say today. Wouldn't you say that? I would say so. Uh, a plus K, Kara and Nate, and Heath and Alyssa. All three of those groups have really cool vlog videos on uh, YouTube. And you almost, would you say, you, you can bounce between all of them, but... They each have their own unique way of telling a story through a travel vlog. Yep. And we found Catherine and Adam first, which is the A plus K part. And we ran out of videos. <laughs> and we ran out of videos. Dang it. Catherine and Adam, make some more videos. Actually, we're up to date on you guys. Actually, so. it was when they were doing the van build, I think, and so they took some time off, and we had a chance to get caught up, and then... Yeah, who takes time off for making good <laughs> content? Come on. Anyways, uh, all three of those helped tremendously with our book that we, we're co-authoring right now, uh, Half Fate Will Travel, and they they helped a lot, but they almost kind of laid a template down for um, what we're putting down into our own words. So when we're at a particular part, we think back, okay, we're, we're writing about France. Who was in France? So we had to re-go look at whose videos were what and where, and then we took it one step farther. I'm like, well, heck, if we're going to be in France, let's buy some French wine, bread, cheese, meat. Is that good for you? Yep. So yep, good. That was fun. So we've gotten a little bit of the travel bug and sort of lived vicariously through them. And obviously we can't, you know, our, our budget, because we still have kids at home and pets and, you know, flies on the wall to take care of. But that didn't stop us from dreaming. And hopefully when Half Fate Will Travel is out, you'll, you'll see that where, based on other people's travels, where it has taken them and you if you read the book. It also led us to create our own YouTube channel, Have Fate Will Travel also. Not that we'd ever be in any way, shape, or form up to the same caliber as A plus K, Kara, Nate, or Heath and Alyssa. And I will say I'm kind of jelly because they've got, all gotten to meet each other and that kind of sucks. We haven't gotten to, well, we talked to Catherine quite a bit. She gives helpful advice on some of the questions we have too. Heath's answered some of your questions about podcasting too, but. Yeah, and, and all of that, you know, just because we're writing a book and our budget doesn't uh, have wiggle room for the kind of travel that those groups of people do, it doesn't stop us from dreaming or even wanting to discover new things to become a part of 
you know, what we need to feed and fuel our creativity. And actually, if you find us on YouTube under Half Fate Will Travel, right? Yep. Did I say that right? Yep. Um, we, we did some stuff around town, and really, when you think about travel stuff, you're like, ah, oh, well, no one wants to see my hometown, because that's not true. You know, I, Catherine and Adam, and actually all three groups, they showed us their hometown, and I love it, because anywhere where I haven't been is cool until I've actually gotten there, and then I'll decide from there. But we started here locally, and we did like a hot air balloon show, which is really cool, because, you know, you just... That was our first real vlogging event. We did a day and night showing, and I'm telling you, if you're ever at a place like that recording, please pay attention to whose kids are sitting close to you. <laughs> I'm not into whole the, the whole child abuse thing, but I'm telling you, there are some kids I want to throw some tomatoes at. Not not to you know promote violence, but you don't stop and think about that when you have your own kids and you're just out enjoying a family event. But when you're trying to vlog and you're trying to get the perfect shots with the right sounds, and somebody's kid is screaming in the background, the parents are screaming over the top of them to be quiet. Yeah, you kind of kind of kills the moment. It, it does, but you also gotta you're in a public setting. You can't That's expect right. everybody to behave or their kids to behave or. You know, if you're recording, you can't expect everybody to just, you know, hey, if you're going to burp, go outside. You know, stuff like that. So, lesson learned. I, we were very impatient. And when we were going back and watching our, our vlog videos, it's like, God, can you hear that kid screaming in the background? Mm-hmm. In the end, it doesn't matter. It does take away from a little bit. But you, you just work around it and you try and try and hope for better content later on. Um, as you were talking about before, too, with being creative, it doesn't just mean, like, we're looking at this podcast from an author's point of view, but it doesn't just mean um, just strictly writing that we wanted to talk about. And that's why one of the reasons why we wanted to revamp things a little bit. Um, creativity takes on many forms. Musicians, artists, authors, architects, builders, planners, actors, bloggers, our favorites, and photographers even, just to name a few. I've had a few friends over the years tell me that they don't have a creative bone in their body. I don't really believe that people are not inherently creative. I think everyone has some form of creative genius hidden inside of them, just waiting to be discovered. I think self-doubt plays a role in some of that too. But anyway, we decided that we wanted to honor those that are blessed with outright gifts of creativity and those that are still hiding in the shadows. Sometimes they're just waiting to be discovered, and we're not just talking about authors, as I said. We want to pick your brains, learn what made you choose the outlets you have to express your creativity. We'd also love to have you email us with topics and discussion you'd like to hear or discuss on the podcast. And and as soon as I can figure out how to include um, either pre-recorded conversations or actual live uh, conversation. Uh, that'll be in there too. So uh, let us know what you thought is. Boy, I could have said that better. Mm-hmm. Let us know what your thoughts are, what you're thinking. And if you've got a particular book out there you'd like to just quickly add in, like, hey, I read this really cool book by this author, or, you know, just, just stuff like that, or anything controversial, we're going to throw that in there too, because I don't want this just to be, you know, conformity. I want content in there that challenges people's minds a little bit i think that's the only way you learn and grow 
Exactly. So send us some stuff um, at craftedquillpodcast at gmail.com or uh, if you can find us on Facebook, uh, you can do that as well. We have both uh, author names, Stephen St. Clair and Sadie K. Frazier. If you happen to know us by our real names, hit us up there. Otherwise, uh, drop us an email. Uh, but before we get to, um, we want to talk about negative aspects of creativity and get that out of the way. By the way, we are human, obviously. I mean, one of us at we least is. We are not robots. One of us is. A sexy female robot. <laughs> Oh, baby. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> PG, people. Okay. Anyways, in the next segment here, after we take a quick second break to get our stuff in order here, we're going to talk about creative blocks and excuses that kill our joy. Because our jo- joy has recently been <laughs> non-existent, may I say. We have been stuck. It's just hard to get over things sometimes in life. And like a conversation I had earlier with my wife about some issues it's really hard to get out of your head and get back into it and hope that you're in the right frame of mind. So as I, I think as I get older, I'm going to have to learn some, uh, you know, techniques. That's right. Where's my robot at? <laughs> oh, baby. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, just kidding. Stay tuned. Go fill your cup up with some, some good job or some water, tea, coffee, you know, some scotch whiskey, whatever you got. And we'll, we'll be back shortly. We'll be back. And we're back. Welcome, travelers. Once again, this is the second segment. And to remind you of what this whole podcast is about, it's about the creative roadblocks and the lame excuses that steal your joy, or a.k.a. writing buzzkill. So, as an author, and I'm going to say newly author at that, I think officially you've only been in the game for... Well, four years this May or June, but um, as an author, um, what kind of roadblocks do we have? Uh, I, I think you and I both can agree that self-doubt, doubt, not dealt, not, not talking about smelt it, dealt it. Um, wouldn't you say, my dearest love, that when I first said, hey, you want to be an author with me? What were some self-doubts that you had? Mm, nobody's going to want to listen to what I write. I can't do that. I don't have time for that. No. not good enough to be that. Let's back this up, though. 30 years, maybe? When you were in high school? Yeah. When you, did you maybe have those same issues when you did concert choir and piano playing? Absolutely. When I first started, I remember <laughs> sitting down at the piano when I was, probably under 10 years old at a baby grand piano in the middle of about a thousand people in a school gym 
and looking out at that crowd and thinking, holy crap, I've made the biggest mistake of my life. What has age shown you over the years, though, about self-doubt? Is it worse or better for you? I would say until recently it's been, I don't know, you go through ebbs and flows, I think, in your lifetime. There's some days that I feel like I can conquer the world. Like I said before, I kind of fluctuate wildly from one minute to the next. I'm either at, man, this is the best material I've ever written. I don't know where this is coming from, but it's going to blow people away. Five minutes later, I'm like, this isn't even going to sell. What are you going to do? Nobody's going to want to read this crap. I mean, I know my parents love the stuff I write, but I would like some real fans who love my books and can't wait for the next one to come out. Kind of like that one fan that walked up to you at the author's fair. Exactly. I don't know what it was that out of all the people. So we literally sat at this table at our first author's fair together and watched people walk over to the opposite side of the room and start buying this person's books. Like she looked like an every, everyday ordinary average Joe. Jo- Joanna. <laughs> Joelle. Just, just like we were. And people would like look towards us, but then they'd walk to the left of the room and buy all her books. And they'd walk over to our table and they'd be like, hey, well, and walk you know, away. You know what, though, in all fair, Iona was selling her books that dealt with domestic violence. And so, yeah, that's very yeah true. That, that would draw in some crowd. Uh, I can, on, on the flip side, though, my wife, Sadie, had a young girl walk up to her because uh, Sadie was pimping out her, one of her books. I, on the other hand, that actually was my second author's fair. So I, it, I don't want to say it was old hat, but, you know, it's the second time being there. Um, I was promoting still my uh, Kindred Soul books. I don't know if I had one or two out. I think I, I had may have had two. But anyways, I... I Address the part, but not only that, I have Scottish ancestry and I have a kilt and blah, blah, blah. So I wore it and I'm standing at the table. And granted, this was an author's fair, so like there was a lot of people there, probably 20 to 30 authors. And I'm standing there just kind of observing because I like to just, I'm a people watcher. And this old guy comes up to me and I'm, I'm seeing him and I'm just kind of like looking past him and he's still walking towards me. And I'm thinking, oh, this can't be good. He walked up to me in like a salty dog voice. He goes, hey, are you the Scotsman? And I'm like, for half a second, I just like slipped into it. I'm like, yes, yes, I, yes am. I am. So I don't, now mind you, I'm I'm American Scottish descent. My my different parts of my family have been over here for centuries. But, you know, if you got it in your blood, you got it in your blood. Right? Exactly. All right, so I think no matter what inspires you, what makes people want to look at your books, whatever, whether they sell or not, I think it's most important that you love what you write and that you enjoy what sets your soul on fire. Some days we wake up, especially within the last six months to a year, some days you wake up and your soul's not on fire. So That's every Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> Wednesday and a half. Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday morning. It. Yeah. Okay, so what would you say, Stephen, are your, some of the things that you think are creative roadblocks for you personally? Um, well, I mean, it could be lack of energy and physical or mental or emotional. Um, 
could be lack of inspiration. I mean, it's you think about it in a proverbial sense. Your mind is a sponge. Sometimes that sponge runs dry. Sometimes it looks more like a desert, and you're like, I am all alone in this desert of hell. But your mind is a beautiful thing to waste. Plant some seeds. Oh. Dang it. But anyway, it's it could be environment. Like, we've moved our office to almost every... 12,000 times. ...feasible place in the house except for our attic in the garage and outside but when, when you have kids and pets and e- i mean sometimes even each other y- it all just kind of adds up to one hey, big speak for yourself roadblock <laughs> that, that's true i tend to ask more questions eventually <laughs> um so it's just you know roadblocks can also be in the form of like like i have not had enough food yet to turn on this engine and go. So it's just, you got to do what you got to do to get things rolling. I think mine would definitely be lack of caffeine or food. Trying to cram it in like at the at the end of the week when we've had an already busy week and then sitting down to start writing. I just automatically talk to, I can open up my computer ready to go and I look at the screen and I'm like, nah, I'm too tired. I don't have enough energy. Maybe we should get a good night's sleep. We'll start it this again tomorrow but sometimes in the morning it's like okay we have stuff to clean we have stuff to do i got a floor to clean yeah i mean sometimes you can find excuse after excuse for things to be done around the house and sometimes netflix just sounds so much better than using your brain or our newly recently discovered amazon prime fix or youtube fix youtube fix watching nate and kara's Catherine and Adam. 700 videos in a row because Adam and Catherine were on break. Heath and Alyssa. Yeah. Baby Ellie. Yeah. So one of the things you said earlier was lack of inspiration. But my question would be, should we really ever have a lack of inspiration? Look around you. What do you see, hear, smell, taste, feel? We're going to play a little game. I like games. You want to follow along with me? Yeah. Okay. Close your eyes for a minute. Oh, put that wall there. All of you. I'm talking about all of you. Close your eyes for a moment. Can I open my eyes? No. Okay. See what he means by distractions? Okay. Close your eyes. And I should have said, hush your mouth. (laughs) Pretend you just opened your eyes now and you're standing in the middle of a forest. You see mountains and trees and blue sky all around you. What else do you see? Taco truck. <laughs> In the middle of the mountain? Yeah. He's going to ruin my experiment. Sorry. Can you hear that? <laughs> What's calling in the distance? Taco truck. Not the taco truck. Sorry. What does your environment smell like? Tacos. <laughs> or left to bear remnants after you've eaten tacos. Okay, look in your backpack now. Yes, the one you brought with you that's on your back. What's in your backpack? Not tacos. Get out the snack that you brought along. Take a small bite. Let it rest on your tongue. What does it taste like? What memory does it invoke? Perhaps it was a food you ate in childhood and still take along as a snack while hiking. Mine would be Wheatsworth crackers, Cheese Whiz, and Oreos. Stephen, what would your snack be and why? I can't stick to one snack. Like tonight, 
I think when we're done with this podcast, depending on what time it is, we may or may not write. Um, I go for whatever's hungry. No, what I'm hungry for. <laughs> Sorry. Drifted back to the taco truck for a minute. Um, I don't remember what we had. I don't know. There's cheese popcorn. I'm, I'm not a pop drinker. I'll tell you, I've, I've kind of changed my eating and drinking habits. Um, but... I bought, we had to run to a pharmacy store. I won't mention the name in case they sue me. I bought a couple of mango teas and I bought a Mountain Dew. So it's just, I needed a sugar fix tonight. I, you know, I started mopping the floor at like 1 o'clock and it took me all darn afternoon to scrub my kitchen floor. But it, it's hard. You go with what you don't say, okay, I'm going to regiment this like an old man pill container. Nope. If you know ahead of time what you're hungry for, get what you're hungry for. But don't, and my, my advice is don't start writing when your stomach is empty. More often than not, if, you, if you're like, oh, I'm not hungry, I'm just going to sit down and start hammering this out. If you do that, you're going to lose focus faster than the roadrunner on crack. So I go with I go with what I'm hungry. It's it's like when Sadie asked me when we're planning the uh, the menu for the upcoming week. Honey, what are you hungry for? Well, what day are we talking about? Next Thursday. Uh, uh, pass. But no, it just snacks are hard to think about. So you just go with what you're hungry for, and hopefully your cupboard is as big as ours. Okay, so let's go back to standing on the top of the mountain. Cool wind in your hair. Soft breeze blowing against your skin. Writing is just like that. We don't use our fingertips. We don't use just our fingertips to write. Well, I don't write with my fingertips anyway. I write with a pen. But you know what I mean. Let's get back to that wind thing. Are you upwind or downwind from somebody? It depends on whether they've had tacos. That's right. Okay, so we use... (laughs) Our minds to write. We feel with our heart. We let our minds see things we'd normally never dare explore in real life. We can taste the food our characters are eating. We can hear their conversations play out in our head. We can smell and sense the sights all around us. It's like writing in living color sometimes for me. So now on the flip side, what are some things that inspire us to write and make our minds start worrying with new ideas? How about you, Buster Brown? Mm. What are some new ideas? Well, Have Fate Will Travel is one of them, but this May will be our year anniversary that that whole kit and caboodle started, which is where it's Catherine and Adam jumped in because we were researching. We're in Seattle to find, where do you find coffee? And then it's just like on and on and on and on. And next thing you know, we're watching other things besides Seattle. Um, what are some things that inspire you to write? Like when you started writing, when you very first started writing tales. Um, my very first publication, um, Tales from the Wondrous Attic. Gosh, I'm a kid from the 70s and 80s, mostly the 80s. But there is a movie called Time Bandits, and my God, it's cheesy now. But you know what? It's still good. It has that... 80s feel good vibe about it um so that that kind of stemmed that book it was a short story maybe one day i'll make it a full length but 
my first full-length book, Kindred Souls, Voyage of the Scotsman, uh, my inspiration came from that. Actually, kind of at least in two parts. One was wanting to start my ancestry um, dig, and then I found out I had a lot of Scottish heritage, probably a smattering of Irish and a, a slew of English. But about that same time, uh, Sadie and I found this show uh, called Outlander, which is a TV show based on the book by Diana Gabaldon. And so as we started watching that show, I just, it's like, not only did a bulb come out of my head, but like a strobe light, wouldn't you say? Definitely an inspiration for a lot of things. I would say mine probably hands down would be music for my inspiration. And that stems back from even in high school, sitting in Mr. Smith's classroom with all the lights off. Mr. Art Smith, are you out there? <laughs> Shout out to Mr. A. Okay, so I just remember sitting in his classroom and him saying, sky's the limit, there's no, no genre. He put on some probably Pink Floyd type music, turned off all the lights, and just asked us to just sit and be silent for a little bit. He turned back on the lights, still listened to the same music, and then we would just start writing. So I think no matter where I'm at, I think that music has been a big... I think that started when I first started writing music and playing the piano and everything like that, too. But um, what do you think, what kind of music has inspired you the most? Like, what do you listen to when you write? I listen to a lot of non-vocalized music. And, and when I mean vocalized, I mean, like, I like meditative music, but not where there's actual, like, like lyrics because if I'm trying to think of words to write, I don't need voices in my head besides the one I already have putting stuff in there because it might might skew what I'm trying to to write. Like there's a, I'm going to say this probably wrong, uh, artist Analaw and Paleo Wolf, yep. I think is... Those are excellent ones. Um, Those are good fantasy inspiration. There is a group called, I think, gosh darn, The Dead Can Dance. Just a lot of, I listen to a lot of weird stuff when I'm writing because, you know, if I want regular stuff, I'll just hop in the car and drive around and I can hear that regular stuff. But when I'm writing, I have YouTube and whatnot to pull from. Yep. Yeah. I would say when, let's see, when writing Travelstead, I could picture my high school best friend as this tall, red-headed, kick-ass warrior from another realm. <gasps> you should ask. I did. Whoopsie. Party. Edit that on uh, on uh, iTunes, won't you? Our public library here in Council Bluffs was said to be haunted, and I used part of that as scenes for Coven of Ashwood Falls. So even the senses around us as far as like memories from childhood, stories that other people tell... Um, when writing Love Sam, it was the inspiration coming from my friend Sam who had a terminal illness that passed away when we were in junior high. You just never know where those random thoughts are going to develop into full-blown manic brainstorms, though. <laughs> it's happened way too many times driving home. I have to pull out my phone and start using text-to-speak feature to, just to save ideas in my phone so I don't miss details coming to me later. Um, I would say my car 
has actually been one of the most common places that I've been hit with inspiration. How about you? Most common place you've been gotten inspired. And don't say the bathroom, even though I know that for a fact that's true. Tacos. <laughs> I, you know what? It's it, it's all over, really. Like you and I've been in the kitchen, and while you're cooking and washing dishes, I've I've been sitting on the stool, and I'm like, oh, hold on a minute, or out driving, yeah, or you'll just I'll get you know snippets of something, or we'll hear a song that something plays out, or I'll read something of yours and like oh can i borrow that guy for a minute so i I don't have a specific place it just it's more of when it comes to me then i'm like all right mark down that i was in the kitchen at 545 with the pipe not crack pipe lead pipe so yeah I, i i take my inspiration as it comes and i run with it so that kind of hits on a few points about roadblocks and writings and you know where and when it happens. Uh, next, we're gonna we're gonna take another quick break just to divide the segments up. And uh, speaking of finding inspiration, tacos. No, uh, we're gonna take a quick break. Set up for the next segment called the poor, and where we wrap it all up and we shove it to your brain hole. We'll be back shortly. We'll be back. Hold on. Go let the dog out while you're busy. Who let the dogs out? Meow. Welcome back to our third and final segment called The Pour. We're going to wrap it all up in a nice, neat croissant. Whatever you're hungry for. Um, Things we do to overcome our creative roadblocks. Well, it kind of depends. I've previously, depending on what I've written, where I've written, uh, I tend to, you know, get up and walk around a little bit, stretch the loins. Uh, I've even read things about taking a shower. Heck, we had... That's where half fate will travel kind of stem from. We were yep. taking a nice hot bath. And I'm like, oh, hey, baby, what do you think about this idea? Uh, we've also gone for a drive. And it's just... Nice long drive in the country does the mind good. That's right. So we used to... Some, some of fighting that roadblock is getting into a good uh, riding habit. Um, we used to do um, pizza from a local pizza place. Actually, it's a chain. Um, and then we would go to also a coffee place. We'd go to Scooters and each get our own drinks. And that just kind of kind of became our Friday night thing. And, you know, if we were lucky, it would go two nights. If we were really lucky. Remember that? Three nights. Three nights. Back that in the good crazy. old days of writing. What, last year? Okay. So it's, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do. Some people, like, 
middle of the night. Oh, I gotta get up and write that down. I, I would like to sleep in the middle of the night, so I will not ever do that. Chances are for writing. Not that we haven't had ideas in the middle of the night, but we try to remember them the next day. I'm not getting out of bed yeah, for that. Like, oh, note to self. Remember that part about dot, dot, dot. So you, you do, in the end, what you got to do to write, and not only write, but write good and well and intelligent. So what do you think? Mm. My obstacles, overcomers, would be scooters, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. There's more to life than coffee, isn't there? At least Sometimes. that's what they say. No, seriously, though. Being out in nature probably is one of my biggest ones. The times we've gone for a walk and gotten lost in the woods and then come up with you know, some really cool, especially when you're writing fantasy, you'd be surprised at how much you can find in the middle of the woods. Driving in the country, like you said, getting outside, letting the sunshine in is what helps me get beyond my funk most of the time. Just getting a little vitamin D and warmth on you. Um, recently for us, it's just been more of a just do it motto. We literally made ourselves sit in our office, was it last weekend, mm-hmm. and just start writing. It took a while, but finally it just kind of, you feel that little tickle at the back of your brain, and then it's just like, wham. <laughs> <laughs> We've also had those moments where I'll look at her and she'll look at me and I'll be like, you want to go watch Netflix? <laughs> you want you want it? And I'm not talking that you want to wink, wink. I'm talking to like. You want to give this whole writing uh, thing up? I feel like doing this bull crap tonight. Meet me on the couch. We're anyway, chill. we somehow got out of that routine because life threw us a couple curveballs we didn't expect. And just before we knew it, we were kind of moping around and not really enjoying life very much. So it's no wonder we weren't feeling our creative selves and feeling very inspired on any level. We had killed our joy. We nailed it to the ground. Yep. So that's where we're at. Um, things have changed a little bit since we first started writing. And, you know, you just try and do what you got to do to stay on top of things. And, you know, we've, we've vlogged, now we've got a podcast, and now we're writing. And it's actually, it started with writing and then podcasting. That was long. That was two years ago, and it was really rough. Hopefully, not worse than what we're putting out now. But oh wait, they just say that opposite. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what we're doing now is better than what I did two years ago because I totally ghetto slopped it. Um, but the determination is still there. We're very much into this. Um, I just got an email today, and I'm just going to say it because I'm proud and I'm loud. Um, wood. <laughs> what about wood? Nothing. Taco. No. Um, one of my side projects is, and I don't know if my wife necessarily likes it, but I'm kind of like, I'm a ferret. That's my animal spirit. <laughs> like, ooh, shiny. Look at that. Now, I've always been a sci-fi fan, and if any of you remember the uh, uh, Kurt Russell and um, movie Stargate from 1994. With James Spader. Anyways, uh, I, being an author, recently, I'm like, I started watching the series a while back, and I'm like, hot diggity, why don't I write a book? Going through puberty there, Stephen. I might might go a couple octaves high. I haven't anything to drink yet, though. So anyways, uh, after doing a lot of digging, a lot of emailing this person, that person, I got a a message back, found the right person. 
submitted a manuscript idea. They liked it. And now myself and my co-author, yes, I have another co-author. But um, we're in limbo now. Or my manuscript, excuse me, our manuscript idea is with MGM Studios. And they're going to approve it or not approve it. My hope is that they approve it so I can get the heck right and yo. Lots of exciting things coming up. Which, looking at my script I'm supposed to read, it says, <laughs> Don't be afraid to put yourself out there and share with others your talents. Seriously. Like anything in life, if you're going to do it... Do it good. Just do it. Not to use that phrase from anybody, but if you have a passion... I don't care if it's wearing a clown suit naked going through New York Park. And that might be inappropriate, but if you're passionate, who cares? Just do it. You never know what it could become. It could become a teaching experience for somebody else. You could speak to someone else's imagination and spark them into into becoming something that they've been struggling with. Sometimes they don't believe in themselves and they just need that little nudge to keep them going and turn it into their creative project or dream also. So yeah. um I think that's, I mean, I think that's that's it in a nutshell, so. Sure you want to skip stuff? You can, we can run a little long. I don't care. For me, we can delete all this part out of here, too. <laughs> it's just talk. Um, as far as creativeness, I think one of the things is, like I said, just believing in yourself or helping others. One of the ways that we found that to be our experience was, I can feel myself sometimes, like I said, I'm very musically inclined. Um, I'm, I like to be creative and write and things like that. But in a strange way, I see myself behind an easel with a paintbrush in my hand and a canvas. And I can actually picture myself doing that. Um, I can look at pictures. I can get inspired as I want. But the fact is when I sit down to start to paint... I am capable of drawing tiny little stick figures, figures and blotting brushes on paper. So we went to volunteer at our uh, local animal shelter last year. And there was something called paint for paws or something similar to that. And she sat down and had everybody get out canvas, paints, all that kind of stuff. And she went step by step through the whole process and taught us how to make a painting. So Stephen can attest that he is more 3D minded than I am. When he looks at projects, he can think about it in his mind, make a plan, and that man will sit down with a drafting pencil and some paper, and five minutes later, he's got a three-story house drawn with all the amenities and the entire uh, neighborhood and landscape to match. I also don't read directions at first. That's true. I can see it from the picture until it comes to the point where, like, I got 50 damn screws to pick from. Which one is it? Yeah. I'm, I, on the other hand, am very one-dimensional when it comes to characters, and I don't see anything in 3D. So um, we were able to sit in that same classroom with two completely different creative-minded mind brains, and by following the instructions, but also by just opening ourselves up to having fun and enjoying the moment, we quickly learned that we could paint. This inspired a whole lot of imagination and creativeness out of nowhere that I didn't expect. So within what the next day or so we'd made a trip to the local hobby store oh, yeah. bought a whole bunch of paints um by the end of the day that day we were <laughs> pulling up bob ross youtube videos and i felt like i was you know right up there with the same caliber as bob ross and could conquer the world so 
But that, what I'm saying is what happened that day only happened because I allowed myself to imagine using all of my senses. I didn't worry about what the end result would, would have been. Um, did it turn out like a Bob Ross masterpiece? Eh, probably not. But at the end of the day, I felt like an artist. I felt like I was, I had satisfied my fix. I'd felt complete and I'd accomplished something that I never thought I'd be able to do. So even with this podcast, to you, it's just a podcast. You may have <laughs> turned us off and gone to sleep by now. But I mean, we wrote some stuff down to help kind of spark our imagination. Remember what we we're going to say, but keep us on track. Yeah, but we are, we're going to wing it. We're going to give you our hearts and our minds and our souls, just like we do everything else in our life. And I hope that you will have fun and just kind of enjoy the journey along with us because we're going to try to enjoy this as much as we possibly can. Agreed. So we'd love to hear from you. Um, go ahead. You can shoot us an email. Yeah, shoot us an email. Let us know what you think or what you don't think. Ideas, suggestions, email at craftedquill, two L's there, podcast at gmail.com. So craftedquillpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, what you'd like to hear in upcoming podcasts. Uh, we do bar mitzvahs, birthdays, Christmas. <laughs> Weddings. And we do divorces, too. No, I'm just kidding. We don't do any of that. I'm no funerals. We, I, we I draw the line at funerals. We sit in our office with as little clothes as possible. What? Speak for yourself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we just, we like to talk. And we're already authors, so we like to talk a little bit about authors and books and stuff. So, uh, to wrap it up, basically, put your mind in the right headspace. Do what you got to do to get your content out there and have fun doing it. Because when you start doing stuff and you don't really like what you're doing, people can tell. And I hope any little bit of inspiration or wisdom and helpful hints that we share will save you from some of the, the heartaches that we've gone through as authors. Um, and while we're trying to find our way back through the darkness and back into the light, so to speak. So we'll leave you with one quote to ponder here. Harriet Tubman once wrote and probably said, Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars to change the world. Thanks, Harriet. <laughs> so join us next time. On the Crafted Quill Podcast. Go out there and get yourself some tacos and have a good night, y'all. Crafted Quill Podcast. Out! See you on the flip side. This has been a Traveling Hearts Production.